Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Welcome back to Aligned Attraction, the go-to source for powerful women when it comes to dating love and relationships. Today, we are going to dive into the next archetype, which is why you attract men who become clingy or infatuated, men who put you on a pedestal. So let's talk about what this archetype is and why you're attracted to this kind of man and why you may be attracting this kind of man. Because deep down, especially if you've clicked to listen to this one, you don't want to be attracting this kind of man. It might feel nice or like an ego stroke at first that there's a man who puts you on a pedestal, but that spark fades very quickly. So let's get into it. The archetype of the clingy or infatuated man is a man who pedestalizes you, or he makes you a trophy. He may objectify you in some way or see you as one dimensional. So maybe he sees you for your body or for the job you have, or for your intellect, or status, or financial worth, right? He may see you in some sort of 1D sort of way. This might also be the man who falls hard and fast for you. He wants really fast commitment. He wants to introduce you to his friends and family right away. He wants to go into calling titles and making it exclusive and monogamous right away. Now, unless you're both on the same page, and it seems like the right time, then this is the man who moves alarmingly fast. This might also be the man who communicates too much and too often. He shows signs of anxious attachment. So he becomes anxious or needy when you're not in touch or when he doesn't hear from you. Or he'll drop anything and everything he's doing for you, self-sacrificially. He doesn't say no. He doesn't have boundaries. And ultimately, Because he hasn't owned his no, you don't feel safe. You feel like you need to manage his boundaries for him. Or you take advantage of him and you blow past his boundaries and you don't consider or ask about them. But I will say his boundaries are not your responsibility. So let's talk about why you might be attracted to this kind of man. So you know me, I always go back to things from childhood because that is our original blueprint for love. That is where we first learned ideas about love, relationships. So if we saw this growing up, then we're going to tend to recreate it until we know that we can do something different. Now, if you didn't get the kind of attention, love, and care that you needed as a little girl from one or both of your caregivers then you might have developed an anxious attachment style. You might have clung to one of your parents or felt anxious when they left as a way to try and get the love you needed. So you may be projecting that early parental child relationship onto the men you're dating and attract men 
who are playing out the role that you played as a child. I know that's kind of a lot to think of, but sometimes when we're in the role as a child of the one who's not getting what we need, we may either continue to play that out as an adult in dating or attract people that are playing that role. Now, it's also possible that some part of you loves the idea that he's infatuated with you and you might like being put on a pedestal. Perhaps you didn't get this kind of praise and validation and approval growing up, so now you seek it out in your male partners. But the downside of this is that it's just a superficial ego stroke. The high wears off very quickly and you might need it again. And it usually leads to you losing respect for the guy because you don't see him as a man who is strong or who has thoughts of his own, who has boundaries, who speaks up for his needs. You find that you're needing to manage those things for him and you don't want to have to do that. You want to be able to surrender. You may also have seen this kind of guy as a begging puppy. That's sort of the analogy or someone that you could have wrapped around your little finger. And this is sort of the archetype that plays out between the powerful woman and the doting man. Now, this man may also bring with him the illusion of safety. You're not worried about losing him because he glorifies you. So now you don't have to deal with your fear of abandonment and rejection or the unsavory feeling of being unwanted or undesired by a man that you actually want or are attracted to or a man that you respect. And you may have seen one or both of your parents play out the role of anxiously attached partner in their relationship. One or both of your parents may have been codependent or clingy. And so you may be emulating their behavior. Now, why you're attracting this kind of man? Well, like I said, it strokes your ego on a superficial level. On a deeper level, it feels good to feel wanted and desired, even if it's annoying, annoying when the man gets clingy or displays anxious behaviors like calling and texting more than you'd like. It also feels good to know that someone cares. So again, yeah, sh ego stroking aside, to know that someone cares and to feel uh, like someone's reaching out and asking to see how you're doing, even if that feels annoying sometimes, we always love to know that people care about us. So there are so many beautiful positive intentions to why we play out these patterns, which, you know, I think that can't be understated or overstated enough. And there may also be some part of you that wants to be deemed as perfect or as the one in control. That might be playing out if you have an internalized narrative that you're somehow fundamentally flawed, bad, or wrong. Now, that is a whole lot of psychoanalysis for something that people uh, don't typically relate to or aren't ready to admit. And when I think back to the moments in my life when I attracted men who were infatuated with me, I fucking loved it. I rode that wave. I am not going to lie. And there were times when I was semi-aware of it, times when I was fully aware of it, and times when I was blissfully unaware of it. And it was just a pattern that I was playing out. Now, I was never the woman who um, loved being with infatuated men because of malintent, but there was an internalized narrative that I was flawed 
And so for someone to see me as perfect and put me on a pedestal felt really good. And when I realized I was playing out that pattern, I had to have empathy for that part of myself. And if you're doing this, I invite you to do the same. Like, can you have empathy for the part of you that really wants to be loved and desired and craved and sought after and cared for? And can you also do that for yourself in the ways that you might not be showing up for yourself on the deeper, deeper levels, especially when you gain five pounds, shit goes sideways, someone criticizes you, you have a gray hair or a wrinkle or a blemish or cellulite, can you still be the one that loves you and desires you and says that you're beautiful no matter what? When you start to be that one for yourself, you will cease to attract men who become clingy and infatuated and whose emotions and experience you have to manage. I'm sure you manage enough in your own life already. You don't need to manage your man. So let's talk about what this experience is like for you and what it's, you know, what this was like for me as I was playing out this pattern is, you know, after the initial glow of validation wears off, you may feel trapped, smothered, and like you're losing your own freedom and autonomy more and more as each second passes right? If the man is really moving in with anxiousness, then you might not feel like you have space to breathe. And if you are a high achieving woman, then you like your autonomy. You like your freedom. You like time with your girlfriends. You like time with family, but you don't want someone breathing down your neck all the time. And this is also a form of, of objectification, becoming the trophy or the unhealthy apple of someone's eye to the point where they lose themselves or sacrifice their needs or values to please you or where they don't have values at all. And then you feel yourself step into um, the role of needing to caretake for him. Or you see the opportunity subconsciously and you go for it and you take him for all he's got. Or again, like I said, you feel existentially uncomfortable. Like you always have to think about your boundaries and his boundaries because you're not sure if he's thinking about his own and you have to manage his experience, which is exhausting. So here's the thing that I have thought about when I was playing this pattern out and that I've told to many women, friends and clients in my life when they're in this pattern of attracting men that are infatuated with them or get clingy or obsessive is that your prefrontal cortex, the, the, the front part of your brain that has uh, access to logic, reason, rationale, executive function, that part of you doesn't like the smothering from this man or doesn't like the obsessiveness. But your limbic brain, the ancient brain that is only there to keep you safe and alive, loves the safety. That part of your brain loves being safe in dating or relationship with a man who is infatuated with you because it reduces the chances that he's going to leave, thereby triggering the alarm bells around abandonment and rejection. And your limbic brain would not like that very much because abandonment and rejection equates to death, right? When we were cavemen and women, if we got kicked out of the tribe and we didn't have a community to help defend us and gather food, we would probably die. 
that part of our brain has not evolved very much. So if you are fearing abandonment and rejection, and your limbic brain is equating that if you're abandoned or rejected, you're going to die, then you'll do whatever the hell it takes evolutionarily, biologically to keep whatever you think you need to keep around to feel safe. And that in this case might be a man, a clingy, infatuated, obsessive man. So I I say that to um, hopefully provide a space for empathy, that your brain is functioning as it should, at least the limbic part of your brain. Now, if the prefrontal cortex part of your brain is like, nah, I don't want that anymore. I want a man that is proud to call me his partner, yet also sees me as the full dynamic woman I am and acknowledges my humanness and can appreciate my flaws and doesn't punish me for them, but also doesn't idolize me, then there are going to have to be some shifts that you'd have to make. And if you want a man who also has his own life, his own interests, hobbies, friends, goals, boundaries, needs, desires, a mission that he's on, And you want a man who can say no when it's a no and who has boundaries and doesn't let you walk all over him, but he's also devoted to you in a healthy, balanced, integrated way, then there are a few steps that you'll have to consider taking. One is creating a deep sense of safety inside of yourself so that you don't have to outsource a sense of safety to someone else. Sure, they can provide additional safety, but you can't go without creating that for yourself first. I would also invite you to spend time alone and learn to love your own company without outternal, outternal, without outside external sources of validation. And let yourself be fully seen by some of your trusted loved ones. Let it be okay for you to not be perfect, to have flaws, to not be on a pedestal, to be a real, full, dynamic human and take a risk to imagine what kind of man you'd actually want and commit to saying no if you're not genuinely interested or if you see the red flags pop up where he starts to get clingy. So if you want to go on that journey and make those shifts inside because you're ready to attract a man who's living his purpose, he has his own life, who respects himself, who respects you, then I made a free workshop for you. I've been plugging this in all of my episodes because it's just that good. It really, really is. Um, In the workshop, I'm going to tell you about why your mind creates these patterns and how to overcome them. And I'm going to give you four really simple phases to go through to create lasting change in your life so you can stop attracting clingy, infatuated men and start attracting committed masculine men that you really respect. So go to alignedattraction.com backslash workshop. It'll be down in the show notes for that free workshop. And you can do this right now. I'm going to give you a little teaser for the next episode, which is why you attract men that you perceive as weak, as pushovers, or men that you don't genuinely respect. That'll be on the next episode how to navigate that archetype of man, why you're attracting him, why you're attracted to him, and how to attract committed masculine men instead. Until next time, as always, much love and good vibes.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that, www.leenoto.com. Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes. Thank you.